It might sound like junk food, but it's not. Better than going to the deli and hungry in hour. Eat big, get big, proper foods. Get sick twice, keep eating and training. Had a lovely breakfast. Meal one, cheese, blueberries, kiwi, linseeds, five egg whites, <laughs> porridge, peanut butter. Then meal two, rice, chicken, sweet corn. Now on to one o'clock in the morning dinner. That's a message we just got in from one of our followers. Uh, we'll let you figure it out for yourself mm. who that was. Uh, yeah. A person who we want to come on the podcast, but is always too busy to come on too the busy. podcast. Too busy, very busy man. Be very busy man. He was doing a bit on the legs, Mark, since you're Mark Halpin Fitness. Yes. Um, can you tell us about the leg thing he was doing yesterday? I Did didn't see that. Oh, no. dear, this is going to be difficult. To, uh, he had a leg weight exercise where he was pushing his legs away like that. Okay, have we any idea up. about this? Uh, I'm going to do my research now. Do your research. Uh, seeing as today's podcast is on imagination, <laughs> this is a man with a very strong <laughs> imagination. Uh, this is on stories, I imagine, is it now? Yes, or maybe he sent it to us in a private video. But, it could um, have been a private video, now I don't see it here. Oh, okay, right. Um, that is unfortunate. Oh, well. Um, yes, those private videos have vanished. Anyway, onwards. Anyway, onwards is right. How are you? Great, great. We were just explaining what's going on in the world and how everything is shit at the minute. No, we weren't. We were, there's a lot shit. of tension. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of change, yeah. yeah. A lot of change going on. And it's a new moon tonight, if you, in case you're wondering. So now is the time to start new beginnings. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I was listening to Terence McKenna last night on oh, Akira the Don. Have you listened to the other, the older Terence McKenna ones he has? Oh, no, I have. I'm there's not. a song you would love. It's called What Is Going On. What Is Going On on Spotify by Akira the Don and Terence McKenna. Okay. Terence McKenna, who was a psychedelic adventurer who took a load of mushrooms and drugs and stuff like that mm. and unfortunately passed away by some very interesting thoughts and perspectives mm. on things. Uh, what is going on, I'd suggest to listen to it. I won't be able to explain it as well as he does. Wow. He basically talks about how strange the world is yeah. and how there's scars on the planet that are a billion years old that are tw twice the size of the lunar crater Copernicus, mm. which I imagine is big. I don't know how big it is, but there's a scar on the core of the Earth from an asteroid blast. So there's more cataclysms that have happened cataclysms i believe means catastrophic earth events that have happened than just the spot of the dinosaurs bigger asteroids have hit earth before that and there's ancient civilizations chichen itzu where the mayans were that have they show things that are way older than we originally thought and the technology that would have been used to build these things way more advanced than we would have thought. So there's arguments going on now, Graham Hancock and I've talked about this before, I think that uh, history isn't as black and white as it seems. And history is, you, you're a historian or you're into history. A lot of it is guesswork. A lot of stuff, well now, not, maybe not history you're into, it's more modernized, but going back way further when stuff wasn't even written down, it's hard to say what is actually accurate. Yeah, like a lot of it is, well, I'm 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 not good in the early stuff, but like yeah, they're like we have this. There's this book called Lower Gabal and a Heron or something, and like really, it has historians have now decided that what was this was treated like as a history book and left fifty years ago. And now we've decided no, it's not lies, lies, fake, fake news, fake yeah. history. But like in fifty years' time, will they think the same again? Will they go back and say actually no, that what they were saying was anyway. Um, 
like when you were in Donegal, like Donegal is full of it. Donegal is full of, and this man in 300, he actually went here and he went there and went, came back here. Yeah. And then, you know, so that's, but that's life. I like that. Um, but history, hmm, history, yeah, when you go back into the older stuff, like basically it's saying that we hadn't a conception of the pyramids, but like that the pyramids aren't as, aren't like what we, what they may not be exactly what we thought they were, mm. that there is uh, marks on the pyramid that could only be caused by rainfall from canopy tops, which means that that was once under a jungle environment. Mm which is very strange and that's not what we thought at all. Mm. I put up a post on Instagram on my stories of a story of a man who went into a pub, did you read that? A lad who, uh, yeah. he, read, he said he was an introvert or whatever and he went to a pub and he was very offset by some of the things people are asking, which is basically like, if you go to a pub, that's just kind of the way people would talk to you or whatever, if they don't know you, to try to find out who you are. And this guy was like, yeah, why were they asking me all these questions? It's very invasive. And he's like, and then I told him about my love for Egyptology. <laughs> these two old lads in the pub that he'd never met before. And in Northern Ireland as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then someone replied to that story I put up and they started saying they were looking into, they're actually into Egyptology and stuff like that. And then I started talking to them about what I had looked into it as well. Okay. About that stuff about Graham Hancock or whatever. No, I didn't follow up on what he gave me. Because right. he, he was more talking about the actual infrastructure of how the pyramids are said in history to have been built. Whereas I don't care about that. Okay. Tell us what you care about. I care about the fact that it might not be true. Okay. I'd find that interesting. Yeah. That's Newgrange. Newgrange. Apparently 50 years ago someone changed it a little. Just moved the, just, a little bit of, just a little bit of this with the hands. Yeah. And now we get to see it work on the solstice. Oh, so but it wasn't. Not always, no. Right. But now this is a fringe theory now. This Did is you see all those people <laughs> that were at Newgrange when it happened this year? It showed on the news. Oh, no, I didn't. And uh, they were like sitting out around it and they all had the hippie dresses and their crystals and they had their shoes off and they were all rustling their little toesies in the grass and praying to fucking the witch doctor up in wherever the fuck the witch doctor lives. Would you not? I thought you would have liked, liked to have been there. Oh, right. Oh, no, I just... Oh, sorry. Okay, so is that all that... You just saw this and you were taken with the sight of it all? Yeah, yeah. All right, I thought it was like, going to escalate. No. Um, would I be up there with them? Yeah, you probably would be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were looking into a, a retreat. Yeah, we're definitely going to be on retreats. Yeah. We well, would need them. But I want to do the one with the drugs on it. Ah, we have to have oh, yeah. ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. Will we, if, we'll do a page the same way... Can we talk about right? We're going to park now. We're going to take a we're going to take a left turn down for inch, and we're going to do Lord Mayor of Leixip. Oh, and yes. And he did a GoFundMe, and he Lord Mayor of Leixip has now claimed that he um, did in fact go to the Ukraine, and he's been transporting pets from the Ukraine to Poland. He is our Lord Pet Mayor of Leixip, and uh, that's what he's been doing. That's what he has now since claimed. Since claimed, he, to he, he said there was fake news circulating about a few lads in the forest. Uh, using money to drink cans, he says that's fake news. And if you've wanted to dig deeper into this, we did a podcast with the Lord Mayor Leaks a few months ago, and you can find it on our YouTube. It's it's worth a look. He's a good fella, but um, yeah, this is this requires imagination. There was definitely a link to this. Um, 
This is him going off in his retreat, his big exploration journey. Used a few, gathered a few thousand euro on GoFundMe, and off he went into the Wild West. And that was his plan all along, was to bring pets from the Ukraine <laughs> to Poland. Who, I think initially it was like he was going in to fight the babushkas, or babushkas, you know, he's going to fight, but now he's on the refugee mission. Same but who are we to judge? Who are Should we to judge? He's doing more than we are, isn't he? Yeah, he is, he is, he is. Unfortunately. So <laughs> why, um, why imagination? Like, why have you picked that for us today? I, right, I haven't done a lot of research with this, right? Okay. Because I just want to just let it all hang out. Okay. But I've decided that it's an important facet that is worthy of our discussion. Because mm. without imagination, what is there? And mm. I could go three or four hundred different routes, but I'm going to start with this one. So imagination. I choose it because... We have, um, there's this video, after school does this video at the moment, mm. and they're talking about, it's an Alan Watts video, it's 10 minutes long, and I really recommend it. Right. And there's one graphic in it, and it's so striking, that we, because the, the mind is so good at thinking and intellectual matters, and, you know, getting better at processes, mm. and solving problems, that we have all, and he puts like these mechanical clippers on the eyes, and we look at everything and we analyze it and extract it. Mm. And we forget that that's, we, and then we take it back and we think, well, that's not how we're meant to perceive reality. Right. That so much of our imagination creates our problems. Yeah. That's what they say anyway. Mm. And if we look in the, in the world through these lens of, oh, that's not right, or this needs to change, or that's wrong, and we keep perceiving it that way, it's not really the human experience. Human series is imagination and it started through storytelling. Mm. And with the storytelling, we were able to imagine different ways of doing things and different ways of being and different scenarios. And it's a beautiful thing that I think we should continue to value and cherish. Right. So more of an open landscape is what you're calling for here. Yeah, Ram Das has this perception that when we go by, when we're driving down the road, we look at a tree. Mm. And we don't say this tree, that tree needs to lose weight, that tree needs to grow an extra bit, that tree needs to go to school for another year. Mm. That tree, we just accept it as a tree. Mm. And he says that we should look at human beings in the same way. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. weird, isn't it, how we use our judgment on humans or dogs. Mm. That's a bad dog. Mm. But we don't do it to trees yeah <laughs> <laughs> but why but why i suppose because we've viewed ourselves as separate from trees like oh trees are just trees we're conscious yeah yeah but i think hmm. yeah this is where we get deep into it um imagination mark mm. i don't think you could have survived secondary school without imagination no no it kept me entertained mm. yeah but sure it's all imagination isn't it it's all everything is your imagination there's reality there's the fireplace there's the t-shirt i'm wearing mm. and there's you and shane in a room me and these cameras and these microphones and then everything else other than that is just conjured up in my brain mm. words and thoughts and images so that's it. That's uh, we. Uh, there's reality, and then there's imagination. Wasn't it Albert Einstein said like knowledge is limited. Knowledge can get you from A to B, but imagination encircles the world. 
so you can know certain things but if you don't have imagination you're not really alive mm. so that's that's part that's um but our imagination kind of dies as we get older doesn't it is that what they say yeah well like you're when you're a child you can play with a, a plush toy Mm. And that can be anything. That doll can be alive. That can be talking to you. You can be having an adventure with this. You can have an imaginary friend. Mm. If you have that when you're 26, I'd be locked away. <laughs> so we were forced <laughs> to kill our imagination as we get older. But then you have Instagram. And I imagine that the, ten, the fucking 200 people like my photo or my friends, when half of them wouldn't say hello to me, if I passed ministry, I wouldn't say hello to them. That's all in my imagination. Twitter followers, likes on your tweet. You imagine you have this band of people who agree with you. Mm. Social media is all. But that, is that a problem? You, you describe that in kind of way, oh, they wouldn't say hello. But if they said hello and they liked your tweet, then they're good people. Is that what we no, want No, no, I, I don't care either way. It's just this thought I have in my head, like that, oh, all these people like me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, see, this is where... I don't want to go too Michael Dwyer on this now. Right, but like, we're, I met no, it's Dan's called imagination. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, Dan Sutherland. Shout out to Dan. He's from Australia. No, he's not from <laughs> Australia. <laughs> he's from Gladaton. And he spent the last three years in Perth, Australia, now training to be a carpenter. And he's back. And what did he do to celebrate his return to Ireland? He went to a Junior B hurling game yesterday. and He, he played? No, oh. we were trying to get him to play for our other junior B hurling team on Tuesday night, but uh, we're we're working, we're in talks, we're <laughs> yeah. in talks. But Dan goes to me, "Jeez, the podcast's going well." I listened actually. Uh, we we listened to the one Conroy episode, and we said that the man who loves himself most in Gory was Ross Murphy. And then Dan Sutherland, who's in Australia, sent the podcast to Rang Ross Murphy, saying, "Hey, you got to mention this." <laughs> so look, we went from. Go, Meadowgate and Gorey to Perth, Australia, back to uh, Millbrook and Gorey. Yeah. Like, and the, this is modern technology. This is, this is, like, this is your like on Instagram, but this is just a podcast, you know, like, I don't know. Mm. I know how likes can be superficial, but don't, mm. don't put them out. But it's a beautiful thing that we have technology. Yeah. I've, I've been grappling with what... I should be doing um, basically over the last week I've gone very deep into everything yeah and um, I've decided that the skills that we have now 200 years ago there might have been more of a need for them but we live in such a brilliant world now that you don't need someone to figure out how is everyone right in the community because everyone is kind of doing well we all live in our houses and we there's enough food on the table, mostly, like, there is, there's, we have a very high standard of living in Ireland. Yeah. And we, well, we didn't have it 150 years ago when you, well, no, 250 years ago, when you think of, is, how far ago was the famine? Oh, Jesus. 1840s. So what's that? Almost 200 years, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. 180 years. Yeah. Like, that sounds tiny when you say it. But, yeah. like, there was a need for people to get involved and figure out what to do and, like, just very practical matters. Yeah. Or even going closer, like, the black and tans. Yeah. That's yes. All that. Like, you know, people 
no one's coming to my house now to fucking hold me up against the wall with a gun like yeah i'm not hiding in the woods from officers yeah for just being that's who i am like do you know yeah. and that's very recent that's very two recent. three generations ago and i think that has helped me to understand that like just because right now th- there isn't really a um that my skill set can't be applied in some certain ways or whatever but like just to keep being myself and then you know and to keep engaging with imagination in, yeah. in this wonderful world of ours and it'll actually be grand like you know yeah we create our own problems we do because we don't have any major ones yeah there's not weak so we create them in our own head that's anxiety and like as fucking that other Terence McKenna one on I hear that on don't worry it's actually a form of hubris to worry you don't know enough to worry what does hubris mean I hubris is like a, a sense of grandeur like I know more mm-hmm. or I know better Donald Trump would be uh, have high hubris so uh, speaking of I watched the documentary on Capitol Hill oh the other day nice. did you watch that no very good it's no well, it's not very good i shouldn't say that uh it's actually very insightful so when we were watching obviously what happened on january 6th last year was it last year yeah 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 like this is all the up did you watch the shane no no I watched it's it. very good it's very good uh it's all camera phones and like the right-wing journalists were actually in the crowd and in the capital and it's just it's crazy to watch that these people are fighting for their country yet they're breaking the windows of the capital and breaking into it and your man with the fucking horns and all. But like, watching it, the guards just retreat. So they stand and then they retreat and stand and retreat and they just let the people in. And it's just so crazy to watch. Like, a guard died. Four people, four guards committed suicide after because because of the trauma they experienced. No way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people got and injured, riders got injured. What, what was lying at the heart of it? Like... Um, crowd mob mentality okay. yeah separatism and you know the way Alex Jones claims did you get any sense that like there were people planted what's that the word for it from the CIA um, it's kind of a Spanish word on it when they oh, plant people I know, the yeah, I know what you mean I don't know the word but I know what you mean yeah. I don't think so no I you couldn't see it I couldn't see that happening yeah. what I sort of gathered it's a group called the Proud Boys who are a right wing very far right wing movement in America and they were kind of at the front of it all and they had left people had got to the capital they were starting to storm the capital 19 minutes before Trump's speech finished where he said we were all going to march down to the capital so once he had actually said that in his speech people started marching and then they all got down there but it's just it's mental to watch you I can't imagine that happening in Ireland mm-hmm. uh, so and it's crazy the influence that Trump can have that he can literally just say we're going to march down to the capital mm-hmm. and then they take over the Capitol mm-hmm. building in Washington like so it's going to be interesting to see is Trump back allowed on Twitter oh yeah because that's why he was impeached wasn't it it's was a big the, one actually yeah because because Musk, Elon Musk is saying free speech is going to be allowed and Shane you were saying you said something like uh, the right and the left are both going to be pissed off by yeah the, so I think I've seen a screenshot of a tweet now obviously there's a lot of screenshots of tweets going around that probably aren't fucking real or whatever but the one I've seen was that uh, he said what comes with free speech is like results in both the far right and the far left being equally uh, offended. So like, he's going to allow for that sort of uh, both sides to speak freely. So, right. 
But apparently he is going to have that uh, identification, verification stuff, so like, you can't pretend to be someone else and like, you're going to have to upload whatever government identification yeah. stuff. So. I haven't followed it closely, have you? Musk, Elon Musk? Yeah. No, not at all. I it's think a he big, did. bold move, isn't it? Like, why, why does he care that much? Apparently the revenue from Twitter is 3.4 billion a year. Okay. And he's paying 44 billion for it. Yeah. So it's not a really a profitable yeah. purchase. He's, he's sort of doing it for the sake of free speech, I yeah. think, because he sees the way it's going. And another thing I've, I followed up on, um, this is months ago now on Musk, he, um, the UN tweeted that if something like if 4 billion could help go a long way to eradicate world hunger mm. and... Uh, Musk asked if the UN can send me the spreadsheet to prove that's the case, I'll pay it. Yeah. And he hasn't made any press on it, but anyway, the, there was a withdrawal of that amount from stocks. So it's imagined that he actually did pay that money to the UN. Jesus. Uh, well, all you heard was that, yeah, it was apparently it was, it was six billion. They said they could eradicate majority of world hunger. And then like he said this statement, and he said he'd give the money if they put together a plan, a feasible plan that would actually do it and apparently the UN went off and did do a very well thought out plan and doing all this and they published it and apparently Elon Musk went quiet then. Oh he's oh. still quiet, alright, yeah. okay, okay, more on this as we get it. More on this. Uh, Musk, Twitter, where were we going? Twitter. Apparently it's wiped Mo off Trump. 126 billion dollars off of Tesla's um, stock? stock value because the investors believe that he's going to start selling shares in Tesla to fund this, Ooh. finance this. So I don't, even, right. I don't know how true that is. I know he's using all his, all his, like, his network to leverage the finance companies for whatever that is. <laughs> That's gas. <laughs> You're dealing with, oh, this is great. Who is that? I, I'm so tempted to answer the phone. Who is that? This is George O'Connor just ringing me. Answer it, huh? <laughs> I know, I'm just oh. going to be telling him. Good thing. Poor George. More on, the, more on George as we get. Uh, <laughs> but where were we? Uh, Musk, yes. Um, isn't that gas? So the the mentality of the Tesla shareholders. No, the richest one of the richest men in the world doesn't have enough money to sustain this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so where were we going there? Um, I have a game. Oh, a game, please. A game. Yes, Seeing yeah. as it's Imagination Day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play an imagination game. Right. So, Michael, I'd like you to close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Take three deep breaths. Oh, these are so. Oh, Jane, you're okay. Yeah. <sighs> slow, 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 slow. Okay, now keeping the eyes closed. Okay. Your first scenario. Mm. Imagine it is doomsday. Okay. Get a good picture in your head. You're in the bunker. <laughs> right. Where is your bunker? It's near the well. Near the well. Yeah. Where is the well? I want you to get describe the picture in your head to me. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's doomsday. Come on, take it serious. Okay, so there's a lawn that um, is in front of my parents' house, and yeah, and there's a well kind of adjacent between the two properties, and it, the bunker is down there. Down in between the well and the house. Okay, uh, who is in the bunker? Ashton's there. She's making a cup of tea. Writing a novel. <laughs> Who else? Just Ashley. Uh, 
What are the rations? Tea. Uh, <laughs> you and Ashling and tea <laughs> are going to repopulate the world. <laughs> oh, okay, and then they survive and they come out and they have their they're very relaxed after their tea and they've talked <laughs> it all through. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you come up to the surface. Oh right. What does it look like? It's fine. It's all a big fuss. Wait, we're doing <laughs> So do you think that it happened? Well, I don't this think is your happened. imagination. <laughs> no, no, I went down to the bunker one night, had a good cup of tea, and uh, no, no. Came I don't think it, it was grand. would be bombed or anything, no. Okay. Okay. Open your eyes. Take one more deep breath. Close them. Huh? Close them. One more deep breath. <sighs> Long exhale. Okay, scenario number two. Okay. Imagine you were a woman. I've got it. Oh, you've got it? <laughs> What colour is your hair? Blonde. Blonde. Mm. What clothes are you wearing? Uh, tight miniskirt. Tight miniskirt. Uh, high heels. And... Uh, <laughs> a luscious red bra. Luscious red bra. What is your name? Alexandra. Alexandra. What are you doing in this scenario? Uh, sorry, what's What are you doing as a woman? What is Alexandra oh. doing? I just, uh, it's still doomsday or something? No, it's not, it's a new scenario. Oh, okay, Alexander. I'm walking down the main street and I'm going to get a cup of coffee for Parfaitres. Very good, what are you going to get in your coffee? Mm, I'm going to get a, a three shots of vanilla and with skinny milk. Who else is in Parfaitres? Um, Dahi Moore. <laughs> okay. Um, what does Dahi have to say about your new appearance? Uh, he drinks the same coffee. Um, <laughs> Oh, he pinches me arse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who else is there? Robbie Ireland is coming in <laughs> in a top hat. <laughs> okay, open your eyes. One more deep breath. And a long exhale. Okay, scenario number three, new scenario. New scenario. You are representing Ireland in the Eurovision. Oh. What type of music are you singing? Um, trad rock. Trad rock. What does the stage look like? Uh, a lot of fluorescent lights, uh, white and blue, and a lot of them kind of sprayed out. What is the chorus of your song? To be free! <laughs> what is the name of your song? Free. Are the crowd cheering or booing? No, they're, they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and they're waving. They're waving their, their flags, their little flags. What is Marty Whelan saying about you? Eleg elegance. Grace. Our country. <laughs> Fantastic. Well done, actually. That was a great game. You're very good at these. You're so good at them. Um, so, Mark, is there anything that you... When you thought saw the word imagination, did you think that's me, or did you just think, oh, well, great? No, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it and see where we go. Okay. I'm, I'm, originally, there's a meme of SpongeBob that goes like this: imagination. Oh in yeah. Episode of SpongeBob, and that's what came in my head at first. Yeah. So I can't really, I can't. That's my imagination came up with that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, what more? Do we have any more on imagination? No, not really, but we can just talk. It doesn't have to. I have two oh, yeah. interesting things that I've come across, oh, my, great. I've come across my social media before. So, like, the first one was with imagination. Like, I remember hearing before that people, some people don't imagine in pictures. Like, let's create that visual scenario. They yeah. can't do that. So, kind of between 2 and 5% of the world's population can't fully imagine something in pictures. I'm not sure what the actual, what they do imagine. The first article that came up, aphantasia is what it's called, you can't oh, imagine my gosh. In, uh, in, in visually, so it'd be a weird one. And then mm. the other one that came along with it was, I came up recently enough on my uh, social media, some people don't have an inner monologue, like you know you're talking to yourself and your inner voice is telling you to these and like your imagination. Mm. Right, between only 30 and 50% of people have that. Oh. Right, there's like, a, well, by the looks at that statistics, like more people don't have that inner monologue in their own head. Mm. Like, who the fuck is talking to you then? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Um, your first tweet reminds me of that whole thing where Peterson asks, do we think in words or do we think in images? Yeah. What do you think in it? I think in images. Okay. I think. What do you, you think in words? I think I think in words. But is that that inner monologue? Or is that no, that? it's kind of like, what word am I, like, if I'm listening to something, do I, do I immediately picture the things that are being said, or do I imagine, or do I think of the words? You think of the words that are being said. I think I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What do you, Shane? Yeah, images. Yeah. Images. Yeah. Mm. It's I hard to tell though. Yeah, it? I remember things in images. So, like, if I'm say quickly, like, if I'm trying to think of what so a PT client has had on the last day, I'll be able to remember that quicker in my head than going checking or having it written down somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, I just remember like, oh, there was two plates, two twenties, two fifteens and a five or something. And I'd mm. get that straight away in my head. That's fascinating. Hmm. Um, and then the other one was about the inner monologue. And that remind me of, um, oh, Jamie, inner monologue. Oh yeah, Tim Ferriss' email. Um, did you see it or did you come across it later? The one you sent me? Oh, I sent you one about Charles Eisenstein. He goes, he goes there. He goes out there, all right. Um, no, this one was Tim Ferriss's Five Bullet Friday. Right. And he has a very good quote that you will love. Mm. The mind should be kept independent of any thoughts that arise within it. If the mind depends upon anything, it has no sure haven. Can you go over that again? So we say that the mind should be independent of its thoughts. Yeah. So thoughts come up and we, I think, and my father actually uh, opened my eyes with this one as well, that like, we've two, we've thoughts that come up, but there's always a witness. There's always something that witnesses the thoughts. Yeah. And like in this sense, the mind, that thing, that witness should be kept independent of any thoughts that arise within it. If the mind depends upon anything like if, if the mind depends upon these thoughts to to confirm its existence mm. then it has no sure haven yeah yeah mm. so that's that's the whole purpose of meditation isn't it to separate the witness and the thoughts yeah and to not identify as your thoughts because yeah. thoughts can come from anywhere and we had your one on the podcast before the psychologist uh dr drury Oh yeah, she was really good. She was very or, good. And, yeah, Aoife Drury, Aoife yeah, Drury, sorry, yeah. And she um, spoke about intrusive thoughts. Yeah. And how dangerous, it, how to, it's important to understand those because you, you can't identify as those. Like even, 
last night I couldn't sleep. I don't know what it was. I think because I drank fucking Pepsi Max before bed or something. And I was just going over and over. After my head. a match as well. After a match, yeah. And I drank fucking caffeine before I went to bed, which was silly. And then I watched the John Wayne Gacy documentary. Okay. Who was a serial killer. Right. So that was not a good mixture going mm. to bed. So I was dying in bed and I was tossing and turning. I just couldn't turn my fucking brain off. And it was just like, Breed was asleep and there was silence and there was a dog barking outside. And I just got this sheer sense of dread. It was just like, I told you I had that before. And I, it wasn't as bad last night, but it happened last night. And it was just like silence. And it was just like, something bad is going to happen. And then if I had identified as that, I could have nearly confirmed it in my own head. Mm. Do you know that something bad was going to happen? And then something bad could happen of my own accord if i yeah. was identifying as i was like oh, something bad's gonna happen now so i'm going to act irrationally or something but i was able to just kind of separate that and like right let this pass and then it passed mm. but uh it's important and it's not like why aren't we taught shit like that in school like, yeah see that's the big thing as well like i think well i suppose of naturally interesting books or whatever but in school we think that everything has to be written down on the page, but what is written on the page just can't actually express it. Nothing on the page can express what actually is happening. And no notes that are weaved together can actually describe the human experience. So words are But if you highlight them. If you highlight them and underline them and put them on little neat little cards, and then you're a proper young person, ready for the world. Ready for the world, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how it's survival guides like you know that Ned's declassified school survival yeah. guide program like you know I don't know what we're going to do with school Mark but thank god we don't have to figure it out but like we, we I think a lot of school can be just de- disarming imagination yeah and that's unfortunate and you mentioned earlier about how adulthood like can be crippling that imagination but like when, 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 when you, I'm just going to say when we have the child. Yeah, when, <laughs> our baby. When, when our baby comes out. <laughs> little Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. Our little Gucci. That'll be its rapper name, Little Gucci. <laughs> Four weeks from today. Yeah. It's crazy. Flies. But like, th- that baby is going to transform you. Mm-hmm. Like, in that you will be instantly brought back into the present moment. Yes. And that, it is in the present moment where imagination happens. And it's all lofty terms and lofty languages. Well, I think that's why adults like children so much as well, is they, ha- you see the imagination in them. And yeah. the way they look at the world reminds you of how you looked at the world at that age. Mm. And then that brings you back and it's this joyful, Im- imaginative experience. Yeah. Like. I'm going to raise the vibe a bit now. Okay. That, I came from under seven hurling training okay. and I got such a kick out of it, right? Yeah. And there were these people that, right, I'm going to call person A, right? Person A is your typical, gory people might be able to guess him, right? He's your typical angry but but talented man. He, he wants to take the freeze and he doesn't want anyone else to take the freeze and he's going to let you know if someone else tries to take the freeze. <laughs> just because I missed one free, is it going to make a fucking difference? This is an under seven. No, no. I'm just, sorry, I've done it again. Sorry, okay. <laughs> This is just a person, right? Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, his, his first cousin has a child and they present in the same way. They are nimble. They are agile. They are, they're only six and they're running around the field and they've the shorts up or the, the socks, socks up. up as high to their knees yeah. and they're, they're ready. And they express how they like going out and playing in the rain even. They're, they, they like it that much. Yeah. And then meet person B. Person B is a bit of a haymaker, so a bit heavier when he was a bit older. So very, very good under the high ball and just just good at 
natural skill, but doesn't really, not very mobile, but, you know, likes to announce his presence on the field. Yeah. So now his nephew, no, take it back, his son is on the field. His son, A and B, didn't really get on. And they were always cutting shots, shots of personality as the, as the more... Uh, the more gentle person B couldn't cope with the more um, animalistic person A. And the same has arisen there. Person B took out a person uh, in the child. Like, even though these children don't know anything of all this that has gone on, yeah. that these were, they were actually uh, clashing in the same way that their um, ancestors were. Uh, were clashing. Wow. And this is all just in a simple under seven training. I'll be back. <laughs> Fascinating to witness just how like genes matter. And I, I don't know. It's, it's amazing to witness. And do you enjoy you know the that's obviously not the what what's called Montessori. The mini academy. Mini academy. Yeah, yeah. Which I prefer prefer, that. You no. prefer the mini academy. No, I preferred the, that trend there because they were they were very engaged and it was very easy to just support them like it was just very go on do your thing go on and do your match because they're all they all want to do well and hit the ball or whatever and it's all chaos and you know it's just yeah and how do you manage like there's obviously more 40 50 chaps there is there well i wasn't really, I, the lead coach there today was barry kinsa shout out barry and he's a great goalkeeper for the junior bees um but how do I manage? We do stations, so oh, it's do. very manageable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my favourite part is, shout out to old Conroy who gave us this thing. At the end of the station, you do a choo-choo train with them. And I get more crack out of the choo-choo train than the children. But <laughs> What's the choo-choo train? You get them all to do a choo-choo train and weave your way to the next station. But they're all, they're all together then and they're all in one bunch. So yeah. they're kept together and they go on. Your young lad will know when he's up in there, man. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hella freeze over quick. Yeah. Um, Breed says she's from Kyler and no, she's not. Oh, fine. No, she just says it to annoy Identity crisis. Identity <laughs> crisis is right. Oh, I got a lot of energy there. Um, have we anything else to discuss, Mark? Uh, I don't think so. Do we have Shane any press on matters? Any fan mail? Any other business? Uh, any other I don't business? think so. Um, and of course, you were telling us about your imagination when uh, you were in Portugal. And your man was praying with you the Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they say you were going to be trouble? <laughs> it's going to be trouble. Well, he could have been trouble. Yeah. He could have been in trouble, yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, in holiday news, uh, Ash and I have booked a trip to Barry, Italy. And we're going... Barry? Uh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. So, Bree should be fine. We're, but we are going around the time of the baby's birth, oh. I think. 23rd to the 28th of oh. May. Yeah. When is the baby due? 28th. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll fly back in for... Yeah, we'll fly back in. Probably we'll be overdue. <laughs> Anyway, oh right, because okay. they say the first baby is always overdue. Okay, hopefully, right. I said, hopefully, because people have been saying to me like, "Oh, how far along is she?" And I was like, "Oh, six weeks left." And they're like, "Mine came six weeks early, no fucking notice or anything like that." So. <laughs> it's always yeah. reassuring. Mm. But yeah, no, we're moving into the house now in the next couple of days, and Very then well. after that, I can come whenever I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in our own, in its own time, its own way. Yeah. Um, the Yes, we're going to Barry, Italy. So it's a we've booked a little villa um, in a small town on on the sea, and we've I've booked a winery for the two of us. Ooh! Uh, so we're going to sample the the food and the drink of uh, Ashland's going to be sampling Italy. two drinks yeah. at once. <laughs> so 
Yes, love pledge to Forto there. Yeah, and good stuff. That yeah. was short notice. You're, it's nearly May now. Nearly May, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryanair, shout out to Michael O'Leary. He is a devil for the cheap flights, and they're they're only getting better. In fairness to him, it's yeah. A positive yeah. fucking word about Michael O'Leary for once. Ah, yeah, absolutely. More yeah. of it, like. More of it. He, how, like, I know he's a different from the market and all the same. Like, you know, you can get a flight for eight euro, but I still ended up paying 150 for two. <laughs> there still, you go. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, I think that's good value to get to the other side. 150, where would that get you here? I would get you to carry for two nights or something, you know, like. Yeah. Sure. That's true. Shane done the same. He was going to Galway or something. It was cheaper to go to Salou for a week, I think. Was it? Yeah. Me and Roshan are going to go to Galway for three nights or something like that. And for hotels, all that crack, that's cheaper to get the flights, get the accommodation, transfers, baggage, the whole fucking lot to go to Salou for four or five days. Lovely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See Mike Tyson bed the shy house some lad on an airplane. Did he? Yeah. He didn't like it? Proper order. Proper order. The fella behind him was drunk. And like, there's videos oh. of him when he's drunk and he's standing up over the seat, talking to Mike Tyson's ear, giving him abuse. And it shows multiple videos of your man like trying to talk to Mike Tyson. He's trying to sit on the plane like and go wherever he's going. And eventually he just gets up and turns around and starts laying digs into him. And like, that's like the fucking last thing anyone wants. Yeah. Is Mike Tyson punching him. But uh, I don't think he ever got in trouble for it. He probably did. Yeah. Oh, he was 100% provoked. Like anyone would have done it. Uh, unfortunately, this man just did it to the scariest man in the world. Okay, right. Um, apparently, Michael O'Leary, um, he was going to bring in standing seats. That would have been great for stags, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, what was it? Oh, you won the conga line at your wedding? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've decided that I'm going a to just... Kept, a choo-choo train. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was reading about something, Italy culture or something. Oh, yeah, there was a festival in Italy and like a, it was like the Market House Festival and people were setting up stalls or something and someone, it was Brendan O'Connor actually was writing this article saying, oh, this isn't going to be that good, this is going to be, so it's not going to be great or whatever. Yeah. And then he said, uh, and then a few hours later, there was a conga line in the streets and I thought, wow, I want to see one of them. I would have that in the way. <laughs> I'm going, I'm you all get many jobs, Mark. I'm not, this is not going to be, well, I'm, Famous last words, but like the wedding is not going, I'm not going to be that demanding, but I am going to want little things that are really small and yeah, right. Like a conga line, a conga is, one line is one, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, I can do that, I can sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Richie Cavill, I am having some crack with Richie Cavill's songs oh, at the moment. Yeah, me too. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I really hate it. I just keep playing them on Google Home. Oh, yeah, yeah. She hates it, hates it. <laughs> I just find his lyrics absolutely hilarious. Like he has one about the water meters and he goes, and the water meter's there now, and sure it's there now, so we can't, it's too late to do anything about it. <laughs> and it's just such an Irish way, like when the water meters came, like, what's this doing here? Oh, it's sure, too late now, we may just go on with it, yeah. you know? And Nelly's, Nelly's in the deli and Nelly, um, everything's out of date, but when you put the coleslaw on, it tastes just the same. <laughs> 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 Dick on her mind is a good one too. <laughs> I need to look at that one then. Yeah. <laughs> Who was? Like, there's like these, there's three suitors that this lady is after. There's Tom, Dick and Harry. Oh, right. like She's had Tom and Harry, so you know, <laughs> all she wants is Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get away with it. And then there's another one like, uh, sure, we didn't know when we were younger or something like that. And it's about like, oh, sure, I could tell you about the birds and the bees, but you'll find out when you're older anyway. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but he's so good, like he's it. so good. Yeah. The lyric when you get a catchy tune, it's just brilliant. Yeah. I remember my first memory of like competitive hurling was another fourteen match in against uh, Kilroach Eskimore, yeah. and there was my marker was a bit wild. He was a bit mad. He was like a March Hare or whatever, mm. and he just kept singing, "Stay with her, Johnny, Johnny, stay with her, Johnny, stay with her, Johnny, Johnny, stay with her, Johnny," and he just kept going over and over. I am a rally driver on the circuit for years. I am a woeful man now for jamming gears. And uh, how do you get stuck with these lads? <laughs> I don't know. He's a wellies, isn't he? He's a wellies. <laughs> oh, he's a wellies, all right. Yeah. Um. So right, lads, yeah. we're going to move over to Patreon. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can pay for it there. Yeah. Take care. Goodbye. Bye bye. Take care.